This is a book about French cinema, specifically the women of today's French cinema, a subject as vital as life and as irresistible as movies. Yet many Americans, unfamiliar with French film, will hear women of today's French cinema and immediately imagine something forbidding or austere. Other, more refined cineasts may know and appreciate the French movies that play at art houses and arrive on DVD in this country, but they can't know the full story. They are not in a position to know that what they are seeing is just a hint of something vast and extraordinary. The full story is that for the last two decades France has been in the midst of an explosion of female talent. What is happening in France today is a blossoming of female brilliance and originality of a kind that has never happened anywhere or at any period of film history, with but one glorious exception, in the Hollywood of the 1930s. Indeed, today's Hepburns, Davises, Crawfords, Garbos, and Stanwicks are not American. They're French. They are working constantly, appearing up to three or four times each year in films geared to their star personalities and moral meaning. These films, often intelligent, personal, and insightful investigations into what it means to be human in the 21st century, are the kinds of films that many Americans want to see. And they wonder why no one is making them. But people are making them, just not in the United States. Moreover, women are not only working in front of the camera in France, but behind it, too. Important actresses are writing and directing films, and many of the country's biggest and most acclaimed directors are women. Truly, this is a halcyon period, happening as we speak, and to miss this moment would be like living in 1920 and never seeing a silent comedy, or like living in 1950 and never seeing a film noir. It would be to miss one of the most enriching cinematic movements of your time. Yet most Americans, virtually all Americans, have been missing it. American filmgoers operate according to two myths when it comes to foreign film. Like most myths, they are comforting. Unlike a lot of myths, these are not even slightly true. Myth number one is that we in the U.S., especially those of us who live in cities and have access to film festivals and art houses, get the very best of foreign cinema. We may not get everything, the idea goes, but why import what we already have? We don't need a routine cop thriller from Denmark. The important thing is that we get the best. We don't. The truth about foreign distribution in the United States is that what we get in theaters and on DVD is random, a small, haphazard sampling of average to above-average product. True, we usually don't get the worst films, but beyond that there's no pattern. Great movies are often ignored, while pretty good movies somehow slip in and the vast, vast majority of good and great product we never see at all. We never hear about it. Unless we go out of our way to find out about it, we never know it exists. Myth number two is even worse, because it's pernicious, difficult to dislodge, and is believed by many people, including sophisticated folks who care about movies. This is the notion that the dearth of foreign cinema in America doesn't really matter, because American independent films can serve the same function. According to this line of thinking, American independence can even be a kind of improvement, a lively no-subtitles alternative. In reality, American independent cinema is very much a product of the same culture that produces Hollywood films. 
The aesthetic values may be different, but the cultural values and assumptions are identical, because the films are, in the end, products of the same country, the same people, and the same period of history. Some independent films may show us new ways of looking at movies, but they won't show us new ways of looking at life. Moreover, they tend to be guy movies just as often as the films out of Hollywood. Hollywood guy movies may be more violent or boorish, and independent guy movies may be more thoughtful and sensitive. Hollywood leading men may be handsome, while independent leading men may be more scruffy or homely or look exactly like the director. But it's still mostly guys, all the time.